My name is Matt Hughes, and you're listening to Tread and Butter Radio, a show about the resourceful. I'm joined this morning by uh, a friend and the director and executive producer of a new series on Netflix called Losers. Mickey Duget, thank you for coming on the show. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Nice to talk to you, Matt. Yeah, it's great to chat, Mickey. Um, I know it's an exciting week. There's a lot going on. Uh, Losers is in full... Uh, there, there's just a lot of excitement. There's a lot of buzz. There's a lot of uh, talk about what's what's going on with the series on Netflix. And uh, so I'm excited to talk to you about it today. The first question, obvious question, is what inspired you to create Losers? Well, it, it's a combination of things. I'll, I'll try and keep it short and sweet. But um, just generally, I think a lot of us realize that uh, in 2019, there's kind of this ruthless attitude about winning and losing, not just in sports, but in culture generally. You see it in business, you see it in politics, um, and there's this like winning at all cost attitude. Um, we always say, and we say this to our kids, that we learn more through our failures than we do through our victories, but that doesn't always manifest in the way that uh, we tell stories. So um, especially in, in sports, uh, I'm a long time uh, a fan of uh, writers like Gay Talese uh, and Tom Wolfe, who really uh, uh, innovated this way of telling stories from back in the 60s uh, to kind of dignify the experience of non-winners. And uh, so I just thought, wouldn't it be great in documentary form to uh, do a survey of some of these uh, players and teams who lost uh, even 20, 30 years ago to see if there's actually something positive to be gained from their experience. Nobody else seems to be asking. There certainly is something positive. And to summarize, I would say, uh, well, first of all, the series itself, it's an eight part series on Netflix and it's eight unique stories. And they essentially chronicle an athlete's maybe crushing defeat, a, a kind of a devastating loss that they've taken, or even losses in some cases. And then it's how they, how they cope, how they deal with it, how they come back, maybe not necessarily come back to win, but how they come back in life, more or less. Is that a good way to summarize it? Definitely. And, uh, you know, as, as someone who's not a professional athlete myself, um, I just in, in looking at a lot of these uh, subjects and just seeing, you know, the little uh, pieces that have been written about many of them after their playing careers, you realize that, um, you know, they really, many of them, most of them challenge themselves to try and find something positive from that experience instead of really looking um, out at the world and saying the world owes me or feeling bitter or feeling cynical. And uh, I feel like that's something that I related to, uh, something that our crew really related to. And those kind of admirable qualities were the things that we really wanted to uh, you know, foreground in, in the way that we told the stories. So as I mentioned, there's eight unique stories in the series. Uh, so two, two part question. One is how did you track down all of these stories? And the second part is one of the, one of the episodes is about an Iditarod racer named Ali Zirkel. And she has really an incredible story 
And uh, I'm wondering what drew you to Ali and what drew you to the Iditarod and how, and how did you track down all of these remarkable stories? Sure. Well, the, the first part of the question, um, I, I love to do research. I, just like yourself, love to collect uh, underreported, beautiful stories um, that are different in some way. Uh, the last film that I did was a, an ESPN 30 for 30 short uh, about this Japanese racehorse that became famous for this long losing streak. And she was kind of a, a patron saint of perseverance in Japan during a recession and was really beloved in a non-ironic way for how she really persevered um, and uh, kind of inspired the crowd to continue to fight hard in their lives, even if they had terminal illness or uh, lost their jobs or whatever. So um, from that film, I, I took away this idea of noble failure that is uh, that exists in Japan but doesn't necessarily exist in the States. And so that was kind of the beginning of my looking out into the world, uh, looking in America for stories that exemplify this idea of noble failure. And I did a lot of the research myself, but I also reached out to people like you, uh, other sports writers, uh, people that had specialty knowledge in these worlds that I don't necessarily have knowledge in, be it curling or uh, lower division English soccer, um, to, uh, to really help uh, help me find, uh, again, these stories of noble failure. In the case of Ali Zirkel, I didn't know anything about the Iditarod. I'm fascinated by the Iditarod, but um, despite reading maybe a couple pieces on Grantland and in the New York Times, I never really, um, I never really did a deep dive into it. One of our producers on the show is Alaskan himself and grew up with sled dogs. He knew Allie's story, and uh, when he shared it with me, and I read a couple pieces about it, I was just really, really blown away. Not just because she's one of the toughest people in the world, which she is but because she had a string of second place finishes from 2012 to 2014, um, and then this like brutal attack in 2016. And it, it didn't seem like her toughness was in spite of uh, these close calls and in, in the case of 2016, this attack, it almost seemed like through those, um, through those challenges, through that adversity, through those losses, she actually continues to get stronger her heart continues to get bigger. Her following continues to get bigger. And she has a really unique way of interacting with her animals that I think is unique to that sport and transformative in that sport. So I just thought in terms of this idea of noble failure and uh, profiling someone with integrity, Allie was was a perfect subject. It's an amazing film. Uh, it's, it's, it's an incredible story. She overcomes things that you just can't even fathom. And then in the meantime, the documentary itself, the production values are, frankly, Mickey, off the charts. And it's just visually very appealing, very stunning. The Alaskan backcountry, and then you weave in, you know, some really beautiful graphics and animations, and it's just really fun to watch. Uh, we are just about out of time. Uh, what is one thing you learned about the Iditarod that you maybe didn't know before? Well, geez, I, I have to say, like, I'm not really a nature guy myself. So going out to Alaska, um, a lot of the natural splendor is a little bit lost on me. But when people say that the Iditarod is the last great race, that's kind of its tagline. 
Um, and just this week um, is, is the Iditarod also. I've been tracking the race. It really is a monster of a course. The, the terrain is super varied. They're dealing with headwinds. They're on the coast. They're, I mean, the, the challenges that they endure for eight to 10 days are things that uh, most of us will never have to deal with in our lives. And uh, for, for people who, who are uh, suspicious about the race because of uh, what they think these uh, dogs have to endure against their will, um, I encourage them to watch the episode and see that uh, these dogs love running the race. There are vets at every checkpoint. People like Allie really have an admirable connection with her animals. And uh, you, can, uh, you can enjoy that race guilt-free. Awesome. Well, as, as a dog lover, I love to hear that myself. So that's great. Uh, the, the series is excellent. It's just riveting. I would say, I would just add that I don't think you necessarily need to be a sports fan to appreciate these documentaries. They're just, they're riveting human, uh, stories, people, people with real feelings, real emotions that overcome just incredible obstacles and, and failure. And, uh, it's just a riveting account losers on Netflix. Mickey Duje, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Matt, thank you. And thanks as always. Our thanks to today's guest. All guests of the show receive a complimentary pair of Tread and Butter cork insoles. For more information, please check out treadandbutter.com. Yeah.